Welcome to No Ideas Original Sports. I'm here with Reem and Theo. How you guys doing? I'm pretty good. Hey, good seeing you. Oh, good. good to be back at it. Good to be back at it. So, so right now we in the midst of the NBA Finals. I mean, I don't know. Going into this, I thought that Golden State would have won. But after the first game and now, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? still got the Warriors winning the series, but if they lose um, game two, they're definitely done in my eyes. They, this is a must win already, let's put it that way. You can't lose two games on your home court, you know, and feel comfortable. Before game one, I had um, Boston by Boston and seven, so I'm sticking to that when it's Boston and seven. That's, I don't know what they have over there, but there's some kind of thing going on in Boston right now. They got to they go. Gotta that's going on right now, I say so. Um, I got these guys in seven man for Celtics. I mean, I look, I was my um, I had Golden State and I'm gonna still go with them, but I think if they lose, I gotta put some of this on Steve Kerr because listen, I understand everybody likes to get into this experience and all this other stuff. That game one, nobody was doing anything out there besides Otto Porter and Curry. And you have been riding with um, Kaminga and Moody and all, and all these pool and all these guys before that, all the other rounds. Mm-hmm. Why not let them get the bulk of the minutes? Now, all of a sudden, we got a steady dose of Andre Iguodala <laughs> and Otto Porter. I mean, I don't even think Iguodala played a game in the playoffs prior to the championship. If he did, I must have missed it. That's how short his, his minutes were because I don't think he played. I mean, I figured... You should ride with the ride with the guys that got you there, and then Looney was I don't I don't I'm not a big Kevon Looney fan to begin with or something. I mean I, I do think eventually if they want to succeed, Wiseman is gonna have to succeed you know be the successor to him at that position. But mm-hmm. he wasn't doing anything out there, so they might as well have moved Draymond to the five and went small or something. See, and I agree with that, but that's one of those things if. If um, Horford is playing and Robert Williams, I can't see how because Draymond can't guard them both. Yeah, yeah so that's true. They need yeah they need a big out there if Boston is running both of those two together. Yeah, I, if there's one of them, I could see. I would have to have Draymond on Robert Williams, but realistically, Horford's not going to get that close to the ball. I can live with him taking those threes. They may try to post them off if they see a smaller guy. I can live with that. Listen, the sun, the sun shines on a dog <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> like, I'm, only, I'm, uh, I'm not sold thing. on Al Horford being a three-point specialist yet. Yeah, he was looking like Al Curry, you know, yeah. that first one. I mean, him and Derek White. But if, if those two beat you, I guess the point is for me, if those two beat you, you don't want to lose, obviously. But if you're losing to Al Horford and Derek White, you just got to eat it. Yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is going off on you. That's a different story. But if yeah. you if you're losing to to Derek White, you know, in Hartford, yeah, you that play a six and seven. You know, that's not part of game plan. You don't think Jalen Brown got off? He 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 did. Yeah, his, he did. Tatum he was off. for a stretch. He carried him for a stretch. Yeah, he played well. Did, didn't we see Al Hoffa go crazy in Miami? Two jump yeah. shots. He did. Yeah. yeah. He did. Um, I always had a jump shot. You guys need to stop it. Both of you guys need to stop it, man. You always had a you always had a jump shot. You know, so what three point line? You had a jump shot, but when he gets hot, man, he could be a problem. Yeah. Even the first time in Boston when he came back, I always had a jump shot. He probably got better because he got step out of a couple of threes here and there. I'm not saying he's gonna stick there and make five, four, five threes like that. Okay, he can make a casual three now. Well, Tommy three because he has been doing no, no, started. No, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he can pick a, a timely one, but you know what? If if we gonna lose the game because Al Horford hit seven threes, we gonna lose today. Because I'm not, I'm not gonna do nothing extra. Yeah, if I had to pick one open, it's gonna yeah. be Al Horford. Like, <laughs> no, I, I the same thing with Golden State. Like nobody anticipated anticipated Otto Porter hitting seven threes or six threes or whatever he did either. Mm-hmm. So. I, and, I'm, and I'm Boston. You know what? Auto Porto, you want to knock down threes? We're going to lose today, too. So, right. those two, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I think Hoffman's a better offensive player at this point than than Porter. But either one of those guys get hot with threes. Yeah, you got to address them, but that's not part of the game plan at all. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't leave Horford wide open. You know, it, no. it ain't to the point uh, where I'm saying you don't have to guard him. I wouldn't stop Melvin. But if you want to go down losing, yeah. I wouldn't mind losing to him. But I wouldn't just be out there leaving him open either. Yeah, I would still. Let me tell you, he's not a scrub. I would still double off of him to try to stop Tatum from going to the basket. I would do that. Yeah, him and Marcus Smart. Well, him, Robert Williams, and Marcus Smart. You're not gonna leave Jalen Brown or Tatum alone. Mm-hmm. Right. First, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably you Marcus Smart and Robert Williams first. And Marcus Smart be hitting that little, you know. That yeah, he is sometimes too. I tell you what, I'm more likely to stay home with Derek White than Marcus Smart. I, you know, Boston is a deep team. They're not Derek in, the, in the championship for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're there for a reason. They're a deep mm-hmm. team. They got a lot of guys who can step up. Yeah. And all you need is, it just so happened to be Derek White and Hawford going off, but usually all they need is one, one of them to go off, because usually yeah. Tatum and Brown is getting theirs. Mm-hmm. Might not be the most efficient games from, from those two on, on a nightly basis. But usually they get theirs. They're twenty plus. All you need is one of those other guys to get off. Well, that's why I put this on Steve Kerr because not for nothing. I'd have pulled the plug. I'd have pulled the plug on Clay. I'd have pulled the plug on Wiggins. Listen, the one thing about youth is that those guys are just foolish enough not to know what the problem, what the stage is. If you Kaminga would have put up shots, Moody would have put up shots. These dudes act like they were starstruck. I don't know what they If were you doing. think about it, Wig- Wiggins kind of did his job because he was guarding Tatum and he scored yeah. a decent yeah, amount. Did. Wiggins did his his job. Thompson, I don't know. Yeah, Thompson, he wasn't the Mooney. I mean, and then the minutes, like I, I played. I don't know. I, I don't understand playing Eagle Dollar heavy minutes. Right. Yeah, that, that was crazy. So. Jordan yeah. Poole, he kind of, you know, he needed to step up a little bit. And again, it could be like you said, the minutes. What did he play? I'm guessing he probably played twenty something minutes. At least I hope so. Because if not, know. Steve Kerr was wilding even more. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem like it. It seemed like he didn't like start out hot in the first half, and then the second half it seemed like he wasn't hardly out there. It was yeah. like one of those so that one is on Steve Kerr. Plus two, you got to look at it too. Like I think it'll be harder for like I think. Think of it this way. As much as people like these other guys, they're better defenders. You think it's easier for Jason Tatum to guard Otto Porter standing still or, J- or Jonathan Kaminga running up and down, slamming the ball? So, I mean, they got a night off. Listen, uh, this guy's checking you, but you checking um, Otto Porter, who's just going to stand out at the line. You don't have to worry about chasing nobody or doing nothing. Right. But the yeah. guy that really had to play defense was smart and smart and... um. And we're saying this guy, the other guy, Brown, they had to do a lot of running around, but Tatum got a night off on defense because they put mm-hmm. him on the bottom. Yeah. Even that, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, yeah. <laughs> Darius should have been a night off, but he was, you know, knocking those threes down. It was just that Tatum didn't have to do much running around. It, yeah. You know, it didn't help him, though. He was rested no. on the offensive end and still couldn't get his game off because Wiggins, I wouldn't go as far as to say Wiggins shut him down because Tatum did miss a ton of open shots. Yeah. But I, I will say this. I do see something different this game. Like, this guy's in um, Bielitsa or something. He he played like in garbage time, but now yeah, they he look he's out and he's in. Because you, you think about it, Golden State, they're good, but it's almost... A, a bit surprising that they even there in the finals. Because if you think about it, where besides Steph and, and Clay, where's their consistent offense? I mean, well, Poole is one of those dudes that once yeah. he get going, Poole could drop 30 on you. But if he's off, he doesn't even realize he's off, so he's constantly throwing up those wild shots. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm sorry, I think probably Clay, probably at least Clay Thompson, he's the same, same ball player, and that's what it is. You're right. Yeah, I, no, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. I got, I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. I got he a question was the guy that was trying to, he was trying to guard um, Brown. Yeah, yeah a, 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 lot, a lot of shots, a lot of shots he would have made before injury that he, he's missing now, man. Even this game here, I'm like, wow, Clay missed that shot. Usually Clay would make that shot before injuries. Now, after injuries, man, he's missing a lot of shots, man. He's not the same goal player. So here's the question. 
Do you trade Clay and pay Jordan Poole? No, I'm not trading Clay. We not trading Clay because he's Steph's friend and they play well together, or you not trading him because he's gonna actually got a higher curve than Jordan Poole at this point? Uh, I'm not trying to Clay because Clay is a proven. Clay has played the white game. He, he, he's a he's a he's a warrior. He's homegrown. He paid his dues. He carried the weight along with Steph Curry all these years. So now that you know, because he's on the, you know, the back end of his career, I'm not going to throw him throw him away. He's still a beyond a certain ball player. He could he could play, but maybe next year he maybe next year he may maybe maybe uh, the old Clay. It's his time to have two injuries with the Achilles ACL. Because guy like Clay deserves to stay there. At least be a six man of anything. But give give it a Clay now. Clay is a permanent warrior for life. Because no he came what. back around Christmas time or something like that. Right. Yeah. So I'm giving him this season, you know, as the whole right. legs back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he come out right. there looking like this next year. Right. He, he he may be. And by next year, I mean not to necessarily start the season, but as the season goes on, I want to see him return to somewhat of the old play. Because in theory, his game should age well. Most of his running was around screens and stuff like that. It's not like Clay was known for going to the basket and finishing over top of guys. So as long as he can get his legs back somewhat, right, should be fine. I don't know if he'll ever get that lateral quickness back, so his defense will probably suffer. But Mm -hmm. I think the jump shot should be back next year. Right, agreed. You know what I think? One of the problems just looking at Golden State they have is that, and a lot of these teams listen to Nets and. What happened to the time where people actually valued the ball? Like, dudes just throwing the ball away, making all types of bad passes and bad decisions, like, oh, we can overcome it. No, you can't overcome just turning the ball over every second. You know what I think, like, Golden State, for me, what their problem is, and it's a it's a good and bad problem, but they're one of those teams that have, they got a lot of young talent, but they also got a bunch of veterans, right? So those veterans, Stephanie's guys, a win-now mode. But yet, that young talent, like you just mentioned, Kamenga is kind of, he, he gets some minutes occasionally, but he's kind of rotting away on the bench. You mm-hmm. got, you know, Wiseman hasn't been helping, but he's another guy who's up and coming, right? Should be anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you got Jordan Poole. So they got a bunch of, they got guys yeah. where their team is kind of like built for the future too. Yeah. But those guys ain't necessarily ready to win a chip either. Yeah. You know? right. yeah. Some of these guys I look at like, you know, you got guys like Moody, but then, like, I don't even understand why, like, if Sky's not working out, why do you don't see Peyton more, Gary Peyton more? Like, you you understand what I mean? I think, I, I think it's, it's, now that he's what Theo, said, what Theo said made sense, you know, not, not getting rid of Clay. But sometimes you're loyal to a fault. That don't mean you got to play 32 minutes. Right, agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't necessarily get rid of him, but... Some of these guys got to play or you got to trade them for what you feel like you need or something because having them just sitting on the bench. I, I, I feel like if these guys really pick the tempo, then they probably could outrun the Celtics. <laughs> I think uh, as well as he, he played, I think the, the odd man out on the play, I think they're going to try to flip Wiggins, to be honest yeah. with you. I think so. I can see that. Put Wiggins probably along with Wiseman or something for for like a, a another veteran. <laughs> Bradley Beal. Been that room for a while. I mean, and the reason why Wiggins has to be the guy to flip right is Wiggins is the he's like you mentioned with Clay right. Clay is kind of like a warrior for life. Mm-hmm. Whereas Wiggins not so much. Yeah. You know? And Wiggins has a high enough salary where you can him for another veteran that you think could contribute more. The only only problem I see with Golden State is they could turn into the Lakers. What I mean by that is they could start flipping all the young players for older dudes that they think they could do to, to, to fill in and ruin the future of the team. For now, like, let's go out and said, just keep flipping these guys and get, bringing in guys. They said um, supposedly, like, uh, Steph bought into the idea of not doing that, which is why they was able to keep guys like a Jordan Poole. And even before Poole had this breakout year, he bought into them, you know, keeping these young guys, Kamenga, drafting Kamenga, Moody, because they could have flipped those guys when they before they even drafted well, like, yeah. right, as draft picks. Yeah. 
and tried to bring in all these veterans, but they held on to those picks and drafted them still. Wiseman, right? Wiseman was what, the number two pick or something like that? Yeah. They yeah. could have put that pick, I'm sure, for some veteran at the time. Pascal Siakam or mm-hmm. right? his name mm-hmm. always seems to keep coming up in Golden State rumors for some reason. Which I don't understand either. Is if you well, if you're gonna get Siakam, you might as well keep Wiggins. That might be the thing for them though. You know why? Because Wiggins is a is a uh, a Canadian. He might not mind going to Toronto. There, you flipped him. Yeah, for Siakam. Him, I wouldn't mind. Siakam, <laughs> no. Siakam is a better, I think, a better offensive player than Wiggins is. A better. I agree. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So he has a higher ceiling. Yeah. So if you could trade Wiggins and throw in like somebody else, like a Moody or something, and bring back Siakam, that probably will help him. But again, the only thing I say with Siakam, and you probably can make the same case with Wiggins, is is um for one, I think Wiggins is a lot more athletic than Siakam. But yeah. I don't, I'm not impressed with either one of their jump shots either. Mm-hmm. You're not consistent. You think, I don't think Siakam has a consistent jump shot. He's <laughs> a decent defender. Wiggins wasn't known for his defense until this year. Well, they, they, what the, what the best thing Golden State could hope for is that Kyrie gets traded. That way they could trade Moody, Kaminga, Wiggins, and six picks, and KD come back. Then but you gotta then, think about it. You gotta. <laughs> the reason why another like why Wiggins would be the odd man out is Wiggins was the starter in the All Star game, right? Yeah. So you by trading him now, you're selling high on because is Wiggins gonna play like this? You know, next year. I mean, not for, if, I, if Clay, I, mean, I can tell you this: if Clay returns to form, he won't. Because Clay gonna mm-hmm. be out there shooting twenty plus times. I don't mm-hmm. need, to be honest with you. I mean, that that started. We, I mean, that was nice and everything. That'll never happen anyway because I don't think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's gonna both be hurt. <laughs> I hope not again because both of those. So you gotta sell high on Wiggins if you can. If you yeah. can get a good return on him, sell high. So we we talk about Theo picked the Celtics and we went with Golden State, but I'm not even sure of that. Does Curry need to win this ring for his legacy? I don't think so. I know there's been some talk about it, but anytime you're known as the greatest in any category, whether it's steals, blocks, yeah. if you're the greatest in any category, I don't think you need to. Um, and he already has multiple rings. Granted, he had KD with a couple of those, right? And then they had one before KD got there. Yeah. But I think being the greatest three-point shooter of all time, um, his legacy to me is already is already written. Would it be nice to get one, you know, another one, and get that MVP, finals MVP? Sure, but I don't think he needs it for his legacy. Uh, it's debatable. You know, this is a guy who's like the face of the league, you know, he changed the league, three-point shot, and great shooters ever. And uh, even though he got some chips, he's the same guy who lost a 3-1 lead. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just the same guy who, uh, you know, I guess I didn't play well in, in a lot of games in, in, in the finals, you know. I mean, the stat wise might have things on front show, but you can tell somebody who's playing good, not playing good at all. Yeah. Um, you, you could pick, you could put him for the game every time he played good, every time he didn't play good. Um, that being said, um, it's very, it's very debatable. I think that I think he may need this ring right here to, you know really, to, really, to really cement his uh, legacy as far as um, the best point about which I don't think he is, in my opinion. Man. I, you know, I, I've been around no, long man. enough to see these guys play. I, like I said, you know, I say on social media a lot of times, and even at work, I will never have my head Isaiah Thomas or Michael Johnson. Never. To the day I die. That was never happened. I, I got to tell you, I mean, shooting-wise, yeah, he's the best, but I, I, don't right. think, I don't think anything, I don't think he holds a candle to Kyrie on anything else other than showing up to the ball game. <laughs> mm. Probably the most important, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie, yeah. yeah, Kyrie's a problem for him. Yeah. But yeah. you know what's interesting? You you think about it. Everybody said it was a weak move, but would they have won those championships without Durant? I don't think they'd have won either one. I don't nope. think they would have played it. Right. They need each other. Curry and Durant yeah. need each other, actually. The same yeah, legacy. They, they wouldn't need sure. Because remember, prior to that, the year prior, that's what made it supposedly a weak move by Durant is they won what seventy-three games. They end they up choking them. in the finals, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they won. And that's when Durant joined them, and they won those two to get over the top. They they won seventy three games, and prior to that, they won 
a ring on their own, you know, with just the quote unquote big three of Clay, I mean, Steph, and Draymond. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. And and I mean, a lot of people, I, I give them, I can't take nothing away from Cleveland, but we all know that had KD wouldn't have got that 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 torn Achilles tendon, and Clay went out too. Cleveland had no chance in that series. They they didn't have yeah. any shot in that. But you got you got to give it to him. But I, yeah. I, think, I think it might be might be debatable because I think I think he hasn't got the Finals MVP and two out of his three championships came with KD. Mm-hmm. And KD was the the man on both of those teams or whether right. they won or not. So I, I mean, think they, uh, in my opinion, I think they jerked him on that first one, Steph. I think uh, when didn't Andre Iguodala get one? Yeah, that that yes. was yeah, yeah. that was the one that was. That was well, that's steps right there. Maybe that's why you're on the court right now. <laughs> right. Finals going to be out there. Yeah, that, that, I didn't get that one. Granted, he was probably. playing better then than he is now, obviously. But even yeah. at that, he wasn't no finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala. Right. So, the question, the, the, Golden State's been there, what, I think it's seven times in the last 10 years or something like that, maybe? Six out of eight. Six out of yeah, eight. Six out of eight, I think. Yeah. Uh, is that are they a dynasty? I mean, I, I, I don't. Well, I guess it, it's, it's me funny because, because I say like it's not like the Celtics. What I mean by that is the Celtics won. Whatever. So I guess you know in this era, going to the championship is like it goes back to what Jay Z said, where was him where he respects the 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 they you respect the guy who got shot he respects the shooter mm-hmm. now nowadays just making it is the accomplishment it's not even winning it right yeah we yeah. made it amount of time so yeah we had dynasty but it's not the biggest looking dynasty because it's, their teams were all over the place meaning a lot of players coming in and out versus yeah like let's say the Spurs, right? Where those guys were together, yeah. You know, through the whole thing. Well, so Chicago, so right? was five hundred in the championship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph yeah. is Steph is five hundred. I mean, I don't want to bring him up because I got a whole other question about him. Ain't LeBron's below five hundred, ain't he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Right. So, uh, I, I ask you another question. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold on, I forget. <laughs> See, back in the days when the Lakers was winning and stuff was winning dynasties, they was winning chips in those dynasties. Yeah, they were winning, yeah. So, <laughs> I, and, I mean, can, can the Warriors say that? Like, I mean, I know they won, like, well, they got three. Yeah, that's 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 why it's like, if you yeah, say so, Golden State is a dynasty, then you got to basically kind of say that LeBron himself as a person was a dynasty because wherever he moved around to, they went to the championship. They didn't necessarily win, but they went. Right. Right. Now it's keep changing as years go on, man. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's I, different. I agree uh, with the LeBron. Because LeBron was carrying a lot of dead weight. It wasn't <laughs> until he went to Miami. Miami, yeah. Right? Where he had any real help. Miami. Mm-hmm. And then the second he had a little help with Kyrie. Right? But the right, it, besides him and Kyrie, who else did he have? Well, Kevin Love was decent back then. Yeah. Yeah, he was decent. Now, now, here's a question. I'm going to ask a question. It's a LeBron question. And I, I thought, it was, I, I hope it didn't come from his camp. What, to me, it seemed like a real weak thing to do to and say you on the first day of the NBA Finals, make it about you and say LeBron's a billionaire. Like, they could have brought that out the day yeah. before, yeah. the day after. Why, why, the, why the first day of the Finals, you know? Yeah. I, I personally hope it wasn't him. You know, him was. But nah, it ain't him, man. I just thought that that was real. That was that was bad. Yeah, it ain't him, man. Yeah, I was yeah, kind of. Yeah, the finals, we yeah. was like, LeBron's a billion. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's just media era we live in, man. It's yeah. about you know, you know, headlines and, and getting ratings and getting well known. I guess in, in as far as uh, our websites and podcasts stuff like that. So. Yeah, and sports station so I don't think that's the wrong for sure. No, I didn't think it was him either. It seemed like they just try to steal these guys' thunder a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But to his credit, mm-hmm. uh, to his credit, he probably definitely was. You didn't see him doing no interviews or having no conversations or none of that. Right. Stuff. Right. right. I, I would imagine if his camp, they would have had a lot more, you know, going with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
as our teams unfortunately won't be in the championship, <laughs> not in the championship, but we can look forward to the draft coming up. I mean, and from what I see, it seems like it's a fairly deep draft. Like it's it's a couple of guys that like, well, one guy the draft from Kentucky didn't even play a game. Shadon Sharp, they're saying he might be like in the top ten. But mm-hmm. it looks yeah. to be pretty pretty deep. Right now, I don't know who would you guys you'd say is the number one pick. I mean, it's I'm kind of torn on who it is. I'm, if I'm Orlando and I keep that pick, I'm going with uh, Jabari Smith. Chet kind of scares me due to his body. You know, it, it depends on what position you're trying to put Chet because he's he's like a seven footer, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, seven foot yeah. one. So are you gonna put him? You can't put him at center. He's smaller than Porzingis. Yeah. You know, so you he ain't playing no center. Granted, centers aren't what they used to be, right? So you don't really see guys banging down low anymore. Right. He'll even at that, I still think he'll get eaten alive on the boards. Forget about scoring. Guys will be tearing him up on the boards. These big men. I don't see him being able to block him out. So he kind of scares me. I think his talent is is great. But I think he's a bit too small, so I would stay away from him with the number one pick. And then the other guy, um, Paolo, I, I like him. But another thing with him is, I, I thought they said something about he loses seven pounds a game or something. Yeah, he has a medical condition or something. Cramps or, and I'm sure yeah. our NBA teams will do a better job of figuring that out. But that mm-hmm. kind of scares me a little too with him. Yeah. Um. The, uh, the number one pick is going to be either Chet or Jabari. Uh, yeah. Panchero is going to be the third pick. Panchero is more polished than all three of those, I think. Offensively, more NBA ready. Jabari's yeah. nice, though. Jabari yeah. got that uh, AD kind of style to his game. Yeah. Um, but the highest ceiling is Chet. You get the highest set of all those guys. Chet could do it all. Um, but the problem with Chet is that, you know, um, you take Chet, you're going to have to wait a couple more years. Like, you're going to wait a couple more years to develop him. Put some size on him, you know, some size and look at his game a little bit more. But as far as the overall skill, talent, upside, Chet is a little more paid as far as upside. I, but, I um, tell you about that. And don't get me wrong, I agree. But you just tell me this one. How much different is Chet than Bowl Bowl? He, to me, he Bowl also can handle the ball Chet. better. He's more athletic than Chet. He's better around the basket. You're putting the ball on the floor, he might not be able to shoot as well as Chet or whatever, and they run the, the body types the same. Chet so, is one of those dudes to me. Like I agree that Chet has the, the highest upside, but I also think he's out of those three, the most likely to potentially be a bust, too. It's the boom or bust thing. I, I, I do think yeah, he's, exactly. he's a high ceiling, but he can also end up being a serious bust. I think I think if he goes to a team like Detroit, he'll be fine. You know why? Because they'll tailor what they do around him. He can't go to a team where he has to go to fit in. He has to go someplace where they making the game around him. Like, okay, this is Cade Cunningham and Chet's team, and we're going to do it around them. Because yeah. if you go someplace like where they already have some established players, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough because they they're not going to like you know design the game plan around him. He's going to have to basically work with other guys. Right, and I don't even know if I don't know if Orlando would design their whole game plan. No, that's what I was saying. Orlando has decent young talent. They got tons of guards. They got between um, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and Markel Fultz. I don't know if he ever touched the ball. And And then then the the Wagner brother, right? The one that's actually yeah, Franz Wagner. So I don't know if that's the fit. He can't play power forward. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good fit for him. But you know what? A team like Detroit would be good. Um, OKC, they'll, they'll, you know, if he could go there, they'll do something. OKC for sure would be good fit for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For him. yeah. those type of teams would be good for him. I think some of those upperclassmen, although they're not going to get drafted as high, they should be, they're going to be all right. I don't even know if they're up by that today's standard. Like, I think that dude, I think from Iowa, Keegan Murray or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, Keegan Murray's NBA good. Red, yeah, man. NBA Red a player to contribute right now yeah. today. The kid Ivory. Ivory yeah. from uh, Purdue. Yeah. Purdue. Yeah, those you guys know. are ready to contribute right now. Yeah. And that's why I think the next, the next need to jump into that fourth spot of if Jaden Ivey is still on the board. You got to sacrifice something down the line that Dallas picked 
like a pick swap, you know, for next year. Because supposedly Sacramento um, is looking to deal that pick, that number four pick. Because they want, mm. at this point, they want a veteran. They don't need another guard. They just got rid of um, the other guy, right? Yeah. yeah. I actually, believe it or not, people don't like it. I think that was the, the right move. Because if I had the two teams between him, Fox, and the guy they drafted from Baylor, his skill set is the most replaceable. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Now, do you... That's part of the reason why I guess they want to trade that pick is... if I can see if Chad or one of those guys is somehow still on the board at number four, I don't think they would trade the pick. No. But if it's Jaden Ivey there, he's, at least right now, the consensus number four pick you don't need another guard if you're them. You just traded Halliburton because your guard situation was overcrowded. The only thing you- They want veterans, supposedly. Only thing that some of these teams need to do really is they need to like package up young players and picks to get like established stars or something. Like that's that's their problem. Like even the players that they have that they think are stars, they still like, they fringe stars. Like I like Darren Fox, but there's a t- there's a whole bunch of other guards that I would take, you know. Yeah, he, he's not. A, like, he's not gonna. He's not the guy. I'm like, oh, I gotta have the Iron Fox or something. I'll take him on the mix any day, but yeah, that's you know. just an improvement. It's not like put it this way: if you had a choice between getting Damian Lillard or Aaron Fox, you are gonna take Lillard. Yeah, I take Lillard over you know yeah. most of the guards in the league, yeah. including the two guards. Darren Fox is another John Wall. Just younger. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you're right. Just younger. You're right. So you should, so you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta say, say that. I mean, I do think it's gonna be a pretty good draft as far as being deep for players available. It is. It I is. think that, that, you know, I think there's some stills. I think, like, um, I think some, like, I think with the Nets with their salary cap situation, you've seen what they did, right? They already turned down the pick. Deferred it because oh, yeah, they deferred it until next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got issues over there. They got issues over there. So, I mean, because it would have been what the number 23, 23rd yeah. pick. That person wouldn't have got to play anyway. Yeah, they wouldn't have got. I mean, you figure two. Yeah, this guy's coming back. A lot of people quietly didn't realize he was out the whole season. Joe, um, oh, yeah, Joe, Joe Harris missed the whole season. So that'll be something. I'm sure if Kyrie doesn't come back or whatever happens, they'll get some good compensation for him. Whether it be 72 draft picks or somebody just wants. I mean, I tell you what, you could probably bring back the Aaron Fox easily. <laughs> you know, skill skill wise, you you could get a lot for Kyrie, but I think most of these teams now, are like, is this guy a flake or not? Yeah. So he's kind of devalued him his hips himself, you know? He has line. nothing to do with his talent. He needs to stop playing around. He's not leaving the Nets. They're going to give him an incentive-based deal, and he's either going to take it up. Because at the end of the day, he shouldn't have a problem with that. Because that way, if you lose the money, it's by your own choice, right? Yeah, because I'm sure the incentive wouldn't be worded in a way that if you you're legitimately yeah. injured, right? Yeah. It's they're not trying to guard against him missing games due to legitimate injuries. They're trying yeah. to protect themselves against, you know, I'm, I'm sitting out because yeah. some, something happened somewhere else and now I'm emotionally affected. And Yeah, I'm, I'm protesting something on the other side of the world or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're trying to guard against, him missing yeah. 10 games here for that, 15 he, games for this. He's got to eat that. He's got to eat it. He's got to accept it. And plus for the Nets, Unfortunately for them, they got to sign them anyway. You know why? Because how it works, the way the NBA salary cap works, is that they can't just trade them and get back equal value. If they trade them, say they traded them to a team that had cap space, they couldn't bring back a guy at his level because they wouldn't have cap money. They could only go over the cap because he's already on the team. They got to... That's crazy how it works, right? The, the dude that needs to be talking to him, and maybe he is, is Kevin Durant. Durant needs to tell him, like, dude, you know, you got to get your shit together. You kind of holding, yeah. uh, you holding the team hostage with this stuff, and that's why James Harden left. James Harden wanted no parts of that. You know what? He funny? got there and seen that dude. That this dude, think about it. 
Kyrie is the guy who orchestrated these guys coming to the Nets only for him to flake and kind of leave them on their own. The, you know the sad thing, though? James Harden got there and he was by himself. Kevin sure. Durant was hurt. And Kyrie was refusing to play. But you know what's funny about that? I was I was listening to um, this thing about the stat about, you know when Kevin Durant was hurt, was healthy, they was the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. Even it. without even without Kyrie, they were the number one seed. And remember when James Harden first got there and he was playing with Kyrie, I mean uh KD, he was balling. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He was That's balling. Right. That's right. Kyrie comes back and things change. I mean Kyrie comes back and he's I'm sorry. Yeah. And then yeah, he got tired of the inconsistency. Whether they would have won the championship or whatever, I'm sure they would have made it further than they did because they wouldn't yeah. even be playing Boston in the first round. It's yeah. like you just said, they were the number one seed. They would have probably been a top three seed, even without Kyrie. Right. Yeah. KD gets hurt, Kyrie flakes, and James Harden says I had enough. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know it's funny. I, I was saying, I get James Harden's feeling, but James, to me, James Harden is not a winning player. He, he, he's not. Kobe said so. Twenty years ago. What do y'all think about like guys, other guys they brought in, Andre Drummond? I thought Andre Drummond played well for them, but I think, I think they got to figure Drummond, out. I don't know if I want to return now. They kind of disrespected him. I would get rid of all of those dudes. To be honest with you. It just it just depends on the cap situation because they're interchangeable. Like, what's the difference between Andre Drummond and paying Dwight Howard? I mean, two million dollars. Like, you don't like it here? All right, I'll find another guy to to, to get six rebounds and six points mm-hmm. and do it without complaining. Right. You know I mean? Nick Claxton, I think, is a free agent. Well, he's gonna have, they're gonna have to sign him back. And and I they, think that was part of their problem is they didn't have enough bigs either, even when they yeah. were healthy. They, the front they line, the front line kind of weak. You either got to have a big guy or you got to have a 6'9", 6'10", leaper. Because Robert Williams is not that big. Yeah, he's like you said, physical. he's like 6'9", 6'10". Yeah, he's real physical and he's a, a high flyer and he, he plays bigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. So that's got to find one. It's not know. that easy. <laughs> It's not that type of money, it'll be easy too. Type of money. If you can't pay a, a late round traffic money, so you know you got issues. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> yeah it's that's not true. Easy. That I mean, is true. Unless, unless, unless you're not going to get one for free. Unless Utah is looking to keep um to keep Donovan Mitchell and willing to take cheap on Gobert, they're going to dump the whole world on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's certain it's players that could get moved, but I don't know how it works. Salary cap, like. A guy like Pozinga seems like a guy that'll always be on the move. You know, there's certain guys that's always gonna be on the move. Yeah. They don't necessarily help, but I mean there's guys on people's benches that can help keep other teams. So I think at this point A D may be approaching that always on the move, you know, status if he can't get himself healthy. Yeah, you know, Brian having that. Guys. I and think they, he's there now and they're not looking to deal him based on the LeBron factor. I, I think if it's problem, yeah, I think they'd be considering trading AD, and you know they want Russ out of there. Here's the question. I mean, I gotta, I gotta believe this. If people sitting down talking about, oh, they're gonna be better. Darvin Ham's, but listen, Darvin Ham's gonna be good in the beginning until he has that one game where he tells LeBron to do X, and LeBron wants to do Y, and then the whole game is over. Everything's over after that. The first Wasn't, time um, you see that video and you see him in the huddle. And LeBron standing over there, it's it's a wrap. Was it Charles Barkley who said, "If your if your coach is almost the same age as yeah, the best player, you ain't gonna be no good." No. Yeah, yeah, I, I think mean, it's, it's almost one of those things. You the only at this point you're alive. The only it's only a couple of coaches that could coach LeBron in the NBA, and then I I, I get his thought process. Like Steve Kerr could coach him, Greg Popovich could coach him. I mean. Other realistically, other than that, I can't even think of too many other people that could. You know what? I, I always thought of LeBron for the most part because he always comes in his his usual thing, right? Is as we know, is come in. He usually immediately gets the coach who was there fired or whatever, right? Which didn't work in Miami. He was trying at first with Spolster, trying to get him out. Yeah. 
but it didn't work. But usually that's his thing, right? He comes in, he his yeah. team evaluates, right? His gets rid of all the young players, gets the coach fired. They get rid yeah. of all the picks for the veterans he <laughs> wants. But I, I always thought LeBron, for the most part, when he's on the court, is pretty coachable. LeBron's problem, especially this time around, is he did a terrible job at being a GM. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know he. He was okay. He was he was a decent GM, which is why they won the first chip over there with the Lakers when he brought in AD and he still yeah. had other guys. He failed when he did the Russell Westbrook thing. Him and, yeah. him and Russ oh. was hanging out in the offseason, working out together, yeah. hanging out and all that. He got he caught up. Russell Westbrook over um over who did you Larry Larry and DeRozan. Yeah. yeah. And DeRozan, yeah. Yeah. And those other guys would have definitely been a better fit. I don't even DeRozan, I'm not sure. How, well, you know what? DeRozan would have been too with LeBron. They, would, they wouldn't have got along because DeRozan's the type of player I noticed that DeRozan is going to be DeRozan. He don't care who's out there. Mm-hmm. And he's another guy who can't shoot. Right. He has a hell of a mid-range game. Yeah. We know he could jump, but yeah. he can't shoot. So LeBron would have been dominating that ball. It wouldn't have been DeRozan in the mid-post. DeRozan likes the ball in the mid-post. Back you down, throw a million yeah. pump takes, and then hit you with that little mid-range jump shot. And then occasionally he'll he'll throw it down on you. He mm-hmm. worked out well with Chicago because Levine, exactly, he can shoot. That's why they worked out well. The only thing mm. you got, you hear the rumors it ain't working out too well for Chicago because Levine told that he wasn't, that he basically wasn't the man. So now they're saying Levine's going to be entertaining other teams in the offseason because he's a free agent. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, realistically, I, I, at this point with some of these guys, I don't blame them because if, if I'm, if, let's say I'm 26, 27 years old and I'm not winning, I got to get something out of this. If I'm the Money Bulls, wins, I, 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 a better opportunity, better weather or something. If I'm the Bulls, I'm not giving them no Supermax or whatever it is because isn't his uh, Supermax like 230-something million or something crazy? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, I'm going to like, I'm gonna need that. I'm going to need that Supermax because... You're going to give Levine almost 50. <laughs> I don't blame him for asking for it, but if I'm the yeah. Bulls, I'm not giving him no almost 50 million a year for Zach Levine. Well, they're going to they get rid of him something? because... Remember, they got uh, Oyo DeSumo, and they got um, Patrick Williams they drafted, and they still got dudes from um, North Carolina. And they got some patchwork guards, plus they, they still got, a, what, a pick in the teams or something like that? I would so. try to trade them. Like a sign-in trade, that is. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do that. Yep, sign-in trade. Yeah, dude, sign-in trade with Golden State. <laughs> I think, um... Probably Lakers. They got trade with the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks. It could potentially be the Knicks. Oh, you could the Knicks. But I'm gonna tell you what. I, I could see. Nah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't want RJ because you can't have two guys that do want to do the same damn stuff. Him and the him and DeRozan on the court. Like, and that's where I think I wouldn't mind ball. Levine on the Knicks, but he presents that same problem too with RJ. Right? I don't think those two are good. I I'll think, take them, but I don't think I, those two are a good mix. Uh, I mix. think it's bad coaching, to be honest with you. I think Levine is a mix with most players, as, as long as the coach realized that most of the players in the league he's better than, and he should be the number one. He's better than RJ and better than Randall. They want to step on that court. The coach should be like, listen, see, plan A is to get him the ball. Plan B is to refer to plan A. Plan C is you. Like, I think Levine and DeRozan would have worked out better. And they played well, I thought, together. But I think Levine has to play at a faster pace. I think he got frustrated with watching DeRozan. Pounding. Yeah, pounding the, in the mid-post oh, area. Oh, uh, Randall. Most of the shot clock. Julius Randall. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, DeRozan was doing his thing, right? I, I think the sad part about it is that the NBA has kind of turned to AU. So what happened, when the NBA used to be the coach would dictate how the plays went and how things went. They'd run plays and guys that could shoot. Now it's more like, listen, I'm the best dude on this team. I need to have the ball and you need to make sure I get the ball. And then a lot of guys on the team now are overvaluing their skill sets too because you see guys get on the court all the time like, this guy shouldn't even be shooting, let alone trying to do these moves that he's doing. And it, it just makes no, makes no sense. So the coaches, I think 
you know if you gotta see you know how um david letterman has that show where he has um people he speaks to or something like he speaks to different stars he was i seen the one today where he spoke to kevin durant and you know what kevin durant said the role of the coach is now the role of the coach is to put together egos put he said the man, number one thing a coach's job is to do is to manage people's egos and personalities he said, because at this point in the NBA, he said, at this point, everybody in the NBA knows all the plays. They know where they're supposed to be. They know the calls. They know what they're capable of, the skill sets and stuff. You just need somebody that's going to get out there and be able to basically say, listen, this is what should happen. This guy should get the ball. And, and I don't even think there's a lot of coaches out there at this point that have the, um, the ability to do that unless you're coaching young dudes or you top flight coach. Yeah. Makes sense. See, these players here, are these players about themselves or about winning, winning chips? I think it's about the, what, what they say, is it on the name on the front or the name on the back? I think mm-hmm. it's about the name on the back of the jersey more than the name on the front. Yeah, I think maybe the thing is kind of guy who wrote back his name on the back of the jersey again, trying to win a chip. You know, you know he was about going to Miami or going to the Lakers. He'll be third fiddle in the Lakers. I tell you what, yeah, yeah on the Lakers he will be. And if there's no, let me tell you, if they made a deal with the Lakers that did not involve either LeBron or AD for him, I would I would petition the league because with him again that would be some collusion. If you go back to you guys remember this, remember when Kobe was on the Lakers and they did they they um vetoed the Chris Paul deal years ago. Yeah. Now if you go back to the standards of back then, shouldn't that Anthony Davis deal have been vetoed? Seeing how LeBron's agency was the one that was basically Anthony Davis's agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tampering. Yeah. So think of it this way: if you go to they, some I think they got something they talking about with the league with that too. Because realistically, Levine could play for anything he wanted to. If he really wanted a championship, he could go play for six million dollars this year, get under the cap, and then charge him fifty million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of these players, they have those options. They just don't want to risk losing yeah. that guy. Yeah. Mess around and get hurt. Or you have a down season. Yeah. For whatever reason, you go over to your new team, you don't perform as well. Now they're trying to offer you 15 instead of the 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. Makes that's, sense. You know, life, that's why I think Bradley Bill's not leaving um, Washington. Not without that's getting my Mac Dale. That's why I think, um, and the owners caught on to that, right? That's where the frustration on the owner side comes yeah. in because the, the new thing is get that bag and then a year or two into it, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be here no more. Yeah, they're gonna have to change that. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, it, it, I hate to say it, it is pretty consistent with um LeBron James agency clients that really pull that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. His clients are the ones that pull out nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then I think I think they really did something wrong too when they did that thing with Philly this year where um they wanted this guy this guy um out. Who was it that they had? They were trying to make a deal. Was it it wasn't Embiid or something? But Philly? Yeah, dude threatened to pull Tyrese Maxey out of there and he wasn't even part of the deal. I, I forgot who it was. Somebody on Philly that they had to trade or they end up the end of no, I think I think that wasn't that a part of the bin that was a part of the whole Ben Simmons yeah, yeah. Simmons right, right. Yeah. okay 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 he's okay. basically forced Ben Simmons out of there and was like listen if Ben Simmons doesn't go I can guarantee that Tyrese Maxey's not gonna be here because Tyrese Maxey's their player too you can't do stuff like that to the point where Tyrese Maxey had to say he wanted to stay and he didn't know anything about that right that's sad man yeah can't be doing that. that's when you know if you're Maxey you might want to look into um, changing your representation at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's considerate, for sure. Well, isn't Nolan's Noel still suing them because of false pretenses or something that they, they instructed him badly not to take a deal? Mm-hmm. He didn't take it he lost, money. lost a lot of money. The sad thing about it, that could be something about the relationships you have with the teams. Because they could go back and tell Maxie that he didn't get a deal. Unless he's dealing directly with them, they could tell him, listen, they didn't offer you the same amount as this team. He would never know. Yeah, he would never know in theory. Yep. So, 
the relationship they have are crazy. Yes. Nah. So, what do you guys think about the Zion Williams thing? We talk about injuries and paying people, and all. We've been talking about paying people and the Kyrie and injuries and not showing up. Yeah, I think Zion Williamson might have played thirty percent of all the games that he could play in his career so far, or something like that. But he, I don't think he asked for it, but he did mention that he'd be willing. Because I mean, I would be too if I'm not showing up. Willing to sign a max contract, and the Pelicans are like they they don't want to do that. They shouldn't. Yeah, you know what? I think it's a double-edged sword in 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 a way with him. And the reason why I say that is, in, this is if you believe the rumors, but the rumors were that in the playoffs, he actually wanted to suit up and play. Yeah, he did. He, I believe and they, he did. And they held him back. So now, I mean, you're holding him back, right, from playing in the playoffs and stuff like that, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And you also don't want to pay him due to the injuries, which I don't blame him. Right. But you should have just let the guy play. Like, you can't hold him back during those type of games and then use it against them, so to speak. Yeah. The guy, he obviously felt, and who knows, they might have been doing that before with some of these um, injuries that he had where he felt he was good enough to play and they just were being overly cautious, right? Because he's their franchise player. I mean, I could, I could maybe say that. I'm not saying that 30% would have jumped up to 70%. No. Maybe it would have been 50%, right? He missed 50% of the games if they weren't being overly cautious with him and allowed him to play. I, I do think that his, his, like, if you watch those videos, come on, we all know that if you could throw the ball between your legs and slam it, you can run. There's nothing wrong. Your legs are not still <laughs> Yeah, it's like he may not have been in shape, you know, game shape where he could run around for thirty. He could have gave him fifteen minutes. He could have done. Yeah, for sure. He could have gave him ten, fifteen minutes. Easy. Yeah. So they can't really say that. I mean, I'm gonna ask you guys as Knicks fans: Do you do the deal? Because people see this as an opening. I don't know what they would have to give him. But I would guarantee you that part of Zion wanting to go there would not you you wouldn't be able to give up Cam Reddish or RJ. Yeah, and I trade everybody. Um, <laughs> everybody. Else. And the reason being is solely based on the Knicks history, and it, and it is it is a typical Knicks move in terms of we've been down this route before. We're taking on injury prone stars, Amari Stoudemire on the one leg, right? Uh, <laughs> which I I love Stoudemire for yeah. not even wanting to come to the next right when other guys were scared of it mm-hmm. but we've been down this route of taking on antonio mcdice right yeah he had the knee injuries so you got to be scared from that perspective because we, we already been down that route but the reason why i say if i'm the next i'd do it in a heartbeat because we already know none of these other stars are coming here like I'll, occasionally every three four years we get excited oh lebron is coming this guy is coming this guy <laughs> once he's a free agent so if we manage to get a guy of, you know, Zion's magnitude, we just gotta hope that the guy could play seventy percent of his games. Well, the the problem because we're not getting anybody else, you know. The problem the is, is the ownership because the James Dolan, yeah, exactly. If Dolan sells anything, you heard about that? They messed that up. Talking about he didn't want to give KD, he didn't want to give Kevin Durant a guaranteed death. Yeah, it's like if. If Dolan sells the team, then maybe some of these other guys will come. But for some reason, we just can't can't get these star players to come. You might want to rip the arena down. Whoever we get that's a star, we're gonna have to trade for them or draft them. Yeah, you know, draft them and they just develop into a star. Hey, they got no choice. But I don't yeah. think we're gonna get these guys in free agency. So if we can get a Zion via trade, I think we gotta go for it. I mean, Anybody, any of these stars, not just Zion. If we can get any star via trade. Yeah. I would question him though if you gave Zion a max contract guaranteed and wouldn't give Kevin Durant one two years prior I would definitely question your ownership ability because Kevin Durant would say I mean you talk about a, a, gener- a generational player I don't know if Zion's there yet hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you think, yeah. think about it I'm glad we didn't get KD and Kyrie now because they KD were coming as a pair apparently yeah. So imagine Kyrie doing. You think people are going off on Kyrie now? If he was doing this with a Nick uniform on, it'd be a lot worse. Like the yeah, I had to rehire Isaiah, hire Isaiah Thomas to get him in order. 
<laughs> immediate coverage for him, you know, Kyrie flaking on the Nets is bad. Imagine Stephen A and these guys, how much Stephen A would have been going off if he was in the Nick jersey. He already gone off on him. Hey, I, got a, jersey. I got a question. I, I, a, a question about that. Steve, speaking of Stephen A, they had a debate about listen, whether Steph Curry was a top 10 player all time. And Stephen A said, and this is crazy, and I don't even listen to Kendrick Perkins or something. I, I don't know why they allow him to talk. But he said that Steph Curry is a top 10 player and KD's not. Steph Curry's a top 10 player of all time and KD's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Mm, I don't nice. even know, if, to be honest with you, I don't even know if, whether both both of them are is debatable. Either one of them is debatable. Right. Yeah, it's debatable, top yeah. 10. But I was, if you look at, uh, if you even look at this from a statistic standpoint, there's no way that Curry could be there and not KD. That's probably, that. it almost sounds personal. You know? Oh, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it it Perkins like and Durant got like something going on. More for some reason. Yeah, Perkins and Durant definitely have something going on. Yeah. You, 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 you know, it's also like to this real quick. So the Knicks didn't get KD because they wanted to see his his uh, injury uh, report yeah. right. But now they want to get Zion Williamson without even asking for a damn injury report of any kind. So yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> they, they better ask for one. That's New York for you though. You know what I mean? That, that's New York in a nutshell. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe they could try to drive on um, Pablo Blanchard. They could just have Duke <laughs> next to the Duke. Yeah, you better trade up something. It's actually somebody. Kentucky, right? The Knicks. Oh yeah, no, the they're gonna bring much Kentucky. I, I think uh, they might have projected them to drive the dude from Kentucky this year. The point was it the point guard dude, Ty Ty Williams. Ty Ty Williams, yeah. Well, I think he's okay, but I would probably stay away from him. I know we need a point guard, but it might be a little bit of a reach. But he did have a down. Yeah, he's better than what he showed, I think, at Kentucky. Because he was kind of injury prone. Yeah. Plus, Kentucky, a lot of times, those guys don't really get to show what they're fully capable of because it's more of a um, team-oriented system over there. So you don't have guys going off for averaging 20, 25. Mm Mm-hmm. The Nets should have. The Nets should have kept that pick and hoped that this dude fell. The dude from Memphis. They could have used. See, that's the dude. Remember we talking about undersized centers that can help people. Jalen Duran from Memphis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think somebody gonna up. snatch him up. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna go out of side of the top ten. I think he's gonna be definitely a lottery pick. Yeah. Let me you guys. Should Knicks take the best guy, best player available regardless of position, or stick to a? Same position. Oh, yeah, I think they need. I think they need to tr- personally trade up. I think we need to trade for number four if Sacramento is dealing that pick. If they keep the pick. They got Ivy. The they got but the yeah, if if we if we aren't trading up for Ivy, then I think we just need to draft the best talent. Do you resign Mitchell Williams? Uh Robinson. 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 Sorry, Mitchell. Right? You sign him. It depends I, on the number, yeah. but I I like Mitch. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a Mitch fan. How much? I, mean, I saw a stat saying that we play better without him on the bench, though. If you give, <laughs> if you get, if you gave Sim those minutes, right? Would you see much of difference? You think? I, I wonder if those same stats are are the same ones that show um, Memphis playing better without um, Morant, right? Was it right? Some stat floating around. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's a jigger. <laughs> It's the jigger, but you went on chick with like that either. So stop the nonsense. See, that's a team like when you when you look at players and stuff like that. As far, if I if I had a team and I was looking to stock my team with players, I would look at some of these winning teams and the fact that they can rotate some of these guys in that actually effective. Start getting those guys off the bench. Like somebody right now should be like, you know what? I'm gonna sign Jordan Poole mm-hmm. because you figure, right? I'll give you a perfect example. Well, listen, would Golden State be here if Jordan Poole was on um, Dallas? I don't think. Good they question. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think you well, have to be willing to. Hardaway was playing. If you go that route, you got to be willing to take a chance. Yeah. Because that person, think about it. That's what Houston did, right? That's how James Harden became James Harden. Yeah. On OKC, he was the sixth man. 
He was good, but he was a six man. OKC chose not to pay him. And Houston took that chance and said, hey, we think this guy is a lot more than the six man. And they guessed right. Somebody's going to try to do that, I think, with Tyler Hero. Yeah, but he's going to be the next person that somebody takes that chance on. Well, look at Shark. Who he chose? He chose Ibaka over Harden? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, hindsight, man. I was like, that's like a good uh, decision you right there. You know what? They thought, they thought the dude they had, the the French dude, the defensive dude, was was just good enough to get him over. Remember, Harden didn't start, so he could start. Right. Yeah. Right. And that was that was a bad move. That a crew, man, over there, OKC. Yeah. Westbrook, KD, Ibaka. Look at Jeff Green was there too. Jeff Green, didn't they? Didn't they take Cleveland to six games or something when they were like second year players or something? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, see, that's the I think oh, Miami. That's why KD yeah, my, so yeah, Miami. Yep. I think that's what why KD took so much heat. Cause it's like, dude, if you would have stayed there, there's there's no guarantees, but there's a good chance you would have got a ring over there. Yeah. I sure. think he just got sick of playing with Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think Westbrook kind of wears. Whereas I, I think, you know, the problem with KD is, is just well, even watching that thing, his personality is such that he's not confrontational and he he sees himself as a basketball player. He's just going to play basketball. They asked him, like, did he never, they asked him, um, Letterman asked him, did he not get along with coaches? He said he got along with every single coach he had. He said they have dust ups and he asked, like, asked him about what? He's like, you know, maybe I think we should have ran a different play or maybe we should do something differently. And maybe they don't like my leadership style. So apparently, coaches have told you know coaches have told him about his leadership style or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which basically he said that initially he had to calm down because he was playing off a lot of emotions. So he would go in there and he would talk to players in a way like that. But he's like now he's kind of laid back. Maybe he should be less laid back. I think. Uh... I think one of KD's problems is is I think he's his skin is too thin. Yeah. Like anything that's what it is. Just do anything. He's like you could be on Twitter, right? You tweet something and he's the first dude to respond. Most NBA players wouldn't even bother. Now I understand if dudes is talking reckless about your family and this and that. But you could go on there right now after the show and probably add him, you know, and make some comment. He probably get a, re- a response out of him. Right. I think that's the problem. You gotta let some of this stuff slide. Like, dude, just just who you too good to be worried about what the average person is saying. Well, they they'll, they'll find out next year because if Ben Simmons doesn't get his mind right and his body right or something, the house is gonna get clean. Oh yeah, they're gonna bring Urban back. They don't have to, but if Ben Simmons is not something next year, houses they're gonna clean house. The next one stuff fresh. I, I'm actually rooting for him. I hope he I hope he comes back and plays well. <laughs> I don't I mean, think he, for him, he doesn't have to come back and, and drop twenty and that's not no. his game. If he, he goes he out actually, and gets you fifteen points, get the you know the eight rebounds, mm-hmm. eight assists, and play that defense that he's known for. Right, right. He's actually the best perfect player for them, for what they need. Yeah, they, he would they don't need them taking jump shots. They got Joe Harris. They got a whole bunch of people out there. Camp, a lot of guys want to take shots. You don't need them scoring. The no. biggest problem in Philly was that they had no other, you know, no other talent. Now, if they would have, if Philly would have kept that crew together when they brought over Jimmy Butler and they had yeah. Tobias Harris, they had him, they had Embiid, mm-hmm. right? I think that's when Ben Simmons was kind of yeah. at his best because yeah. he could just do him. He wasn't, you know, dependent on. Like as being a scorer, what it is being that okay. number one overall pick, and B was the go-to guy. Then you have him. You, it's like you depended on this guy to get you twenty-five a night. Yeah. That's just not his game. I think what they what they did was they Jimmy Butler say they chose to buy Harris over him. They didn't choose to buy. They chose Ben Simmons over him. Right. Yeah, he, that's what I he, think. He's known for killing young players. And I'm pretty much sure some of those Miami cats don't exactly feel and play with them either. Because right about now, I'm sure Duncan Robinson, other than getting the check, <laughs> probably like, I don't care if I never see this guy again. He got Tyler paid Hero. too. Yeah. Tyler Hero said he he want to start. 
Well, they, they not asked him with a about butler. it at the end of the season. They, they not getting with a butler. He can't play small forward. So he said he want to start. He said he feel like he he earned it. So he he said going into next year is gonna be his fourth year. He think he should be a starter, and I think he should too. I don't know about well, on Miami. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna be a starter like on Houston. He might be starting on Utah. Utah, supposedly yeah. him, Donovan Mitchell or something. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I see that too. I see that too. But, hey guys, any last words, Kareem? I'm just looking forward to the draft. Hopefully my Knicks trade up. We need Jaden Ivey. Make it happen, Leon. Please do us right this time. (laughs) Last words, Theo? Uh, Rest in peace to Marin Barber, former Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He died, I guess, uh, found in his, uh, I guess his hotel room or his apartment complex. Reason, reason unknown, but I think it's CTE. They were saying his family um, just signed off on um, his brain being examined for CTE, which is common with a lot of players who retired for NFL all those hits. Yep. Um, yeah. On a lot of note, I would say, uh, let's go Yankees, best team in American League, the best team yeah. in American League for yeah. sure. Let's go Mets, you know, second best team in National League, you know what I'm saying? Two of the top five teams in baseball. Yep. And, uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's go Rangers, man. Listen, I'm not, I'm not oh, a yeah. hockey head, so I'm not a hockey head, though, but Rangers looking looking real good. They're young, too. They're very young team, but they're looking real good. They lost today, though. Should be out 3-0. Yeah. Away, yes. though, but, but that being said, though, you know, it's open in a row. Right now, New York sports doing good for hockey and baseball is concerned, so that's what's up. I just got one thing with him. Congratulations to Devin Haney. Winning that fight last night or something. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I turned the channel, man. He was just destroying that kid. Yeah, he was dominating. <laughs> yeah, I turned the channel, man. Yeah, he definitely dominated. Yeah, but congrats to him for sure. I'm the spirit of champion. Yep. Hey, guys. It was great talking to you, man. Always, always. Yeah, man. Yeah. Till next time.